groaned. Raphael heard Whitaker cursing in French, saw the tom go flying off his chest, and land lightly against a pile of trash at the end of the alley. Whitaker drew a pistol. He was beyond caring if anyone heard. Raphael grabbed the cutlass and sent it smoothly into the air. Whitaker was pointing the pistol at him. Both men were frozen in place. Raphael saw the fingers squeezing at the trigger. He saw himself falling, not feeling any pain, simply falling and falling. He heard a sharp thud. He saw Whitaker's face, bewilderment, confusion. He saw the cutlass sticking out of his chest. You're dead, Whitaker. Whitaker just looked at him. You're too stupid to know it. Whitaker opened his mouth, but no words emerged. Slowly, he fell forward. He never loosed his hold on the pistol. When he landed on his face on the alley ground, the pistol exploded, its loud report muffled by Whitaker's body. Raphael felt a moment's pity for the man who would turn Whitaker over. Bulbus was lying on his side, moaning and holding his broken arm. Cork was standing, half crouched in the alley entrance, cutlass now in his hand, staring at Whitaker, then at Raphael. Don't, Raphael said, don't do it. He's dead, it's over, go away. Cork nodded slowly, cast a disgusted look at Bulbus, stuck the cutlass back through his belt, and melted into the shadows. It was infernally hot, as always. The room was stifling. Raphael faced the man whose career it was to direct his movements in the Caribbean. Damnation, Morgan. It was an uncomplicated attack, nothing more. Whitaker is dead. The scum he hired didn't even know who he was, or who I am, for that matter. He didn't. Morgan held up a hand, and Raphael fell silent. Enough, Raphael. You know as well as I that it is over now. Your identity is now known, and your usefulness is over. He gave Raphael a smile meant to soothe and conciliate. You did excellently. Lord Walton, my contact in the War Ministry in London, agrees with me, naturally. Go home, Raphael. Return to Cornwall. Damnation, Raphael thought. He didn't want to quit now. But he'd known, oh yes, deep down he'd known, that it was over. I do miss Cornwall he said. Go home, Raphael. Go home and pick up your life. Perhaps your brother has changed over the past five years. Once, when Raphael had been deep in his cups, he'd told Morgan of his brother, his identical twin brother, born thirty minutes before him. Damien Carstairs, fifth Baron Drago. He wished now that he'd kept his drunken mouth shut. Probably not, he said. He is now married, is he not? How did Morgan know that? The information the man gleaned was frightening in its scope. Yes, a baronet's daughter from Dorset, Elaine Montgomery. She brought him a huge dowry. I will tell you something, Raphael. Miss Montgomery's father, Sir Langdon, isn't a fool. He didn't just hand over the dowry to your brother. The settlement was made in yearly payments. He protected his daughter. Raphael could only stare at him. You are bloody frightening. Morgan laughed. I myself will be returning within the next six months to London. He rose and extended his hand. Perhaps the both of us will cut a fine figure in London. I don't plan to go to London. The city never interested me. Too big, too noisy, and too many utterly useless people doing utterly useless things. Morgan grinned. 
Well, I wish you would reconsider. I do just happen to have a message for you to take to Lord Walton. I should have known. For someone who is no longer useful, I have experienced a fine resurrection. Yes, I should think so. Now shall we have a glass of Jamaica's best rum? It's so smooth, your throat will think you've cocked up your toes and passed over. Raphael smiled. There was nothing else to do. She heard the footsteps, his footsteps, eerie echoes down the long eastern corridor, closer, nearly to her door. Victoria sat up in her bed, her movements as silent as the clouded half-moon outside her window, terrified that somehow he would know that she was awake, that she was aware he was there. Her eyes never wavered from the bedchamber door. The footsteps stopped. She heard the door shake as he squeezed the handle, then in frustration shook it hard. The key rattled loud.